everybody, I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And I am thrilled today to have one of my favorite people, Marsha Gay Harden, who is giving, well, when doesn't she give a really great performance? But when you see her in the Lifetime movie, Love You to Death, you're going to see something extraordinary about the character she's playing and how she portrays her. So congratulations, Marsha Gay. Thank you. you know, I don't know, you always surprise me. Well, this is a dark story. Well, and it really is. It's based on a true story, which is even darker than the story that we're telling, which is inspired by the true story. Mm. It's only well, in set real up life, who right? This character is. Well, um, I'm playing a was inspired by a documentary that the public know, may know about that came out, I think, in 2015 or 16, called "Mommy Dead and Dearest," mm-hmm. and it's the story of a woman who has Munchausen disease. Um, but the, no one knows that. What you see is this incredibly wonderful, caregiving mom who's caring for her daughter who has cancer. The daughter's in a wheelchair. The daughter has is bald and has grown up from a little girl battling cancer. Mm-hmm. And that's who the public knows. And one day, that woman was found murdered. And the daughter was missing. And they were sure that that poor little wheelchair girl, you know, in her teens now, mm-hmm. had been kidnapped by the murderer. And then they discovered the girl with her boyfriend and that they had planned the murder. And they discovered the girl could walk. She'd never had cancer. All those years, the public had been duped. And the mother Mm -hmm. had kept her sick. The mother, that's what Munchausen is. You keep someone sick for your own gain, usually attention. But in this case, the daughter was the cash cow. It was the, the ticket, the meal ticket. And the mom kept the daughter sick all her life. But we see such... You know, there's so many levels on which this is playing because when I'm watching it and I'm watching you play this character, there are many, many moments where I'm saying, how much is she aware of what she's doing? 100%. Those were my questions when I read the script. First of all, I was very interested in the collusion between the mother and daughter Mm -hmm. because what we know is that the daughter is in a wheelchair to the public all the time. So I was like, what is it like at home? Does the mom ever go, honey, the curtains are drawn, you can, you can get out and walk around now, honey? Like, what was their understanding at home, which we'll never understand because the daughter's in jail and the mother is murdered. So mm-hmm. we only have what the daughter says it was like at home, and we can choose to believe that or not. I found myself not defending the monstrous behavior of the mother, but wondering what was the truth of the daughter's story because the daughter had been taught to lie from the time she was a baby. Her entire life had been a lie to the public. So that's why I wanted to know, where did truth lie? Does truth lie somewhere in the home? And what was the truth? And we'll never know it. Um, but it's a, t- it's a terrible story. It's a very, very... But it makes you think about where it lies. I mean, it does. What the, the amazing thing about watching this movie is, well, you are transformed in this. What were mm. you, you, you had a wig, what were you doing wearing a, a fat there suit? There were two. This fat suit was just kind of a puffier, um, add a little weight fat suit with longer hair. And then later it's a weighted, there's sand and things in the legs and there is, it's a lumpiness because the, the mom got really obese. I mean, it was an unhealthy, she looked unhealthy, mm-hmm. and I really wanted that to be a part of it. I felt like the mom got, the bigger she got was in relationship to the more she was sucking from the daughter, the more life she was pulling from the daughter, and she kind of bloated up to the end, and you can see it if you look at, online and look at the pictures of the mom, her face was like like a football, it was like a big just bloated face. I think she was on steroids, I don't know what she was on, but she was on some kind of medicine. Um, and I, so I really wanted to have the burden 
of carrying all the weight of what she was doing to the daughter around with me. So that was the first part of understanding the character was just understanding that. And then I had a, a big wig on and really bushy eyebrows. It <laughs> must have been great, you know? Look at it's very what a glamour profession I, you're in. Exactly, yeah, right. all glamour all the time. That's it, yeah. But it was actually liberating to be able to just say, I don't have to, I, this isn't something I have to act. I just put, like, you know, I just, you just put it on. Hair and makeup helps you so much. And then it gives you an avenue into the darkness of the character. We're looking at something based on the real thing. Right where you don't have all the answers right and yet when you watch a character develop all i'm seeing is this mother saying you people in the hospital don't understand right. what's going on i do i'm protecting this child that's what it yeah. was and that an entire medical profession could be fooled there was peter there was a feeding tube in the girl there were, like i think her sal salivary glands were taken out but she had there were surgeries done on this child exploratory surgeries based on what the mom was saying. Mm -hmm. And the daughter was just told to be quiet. But she fooled the medical profession. She fooled doctors. She was given more medicine than she should have been given. And in the feeding tube, the mom would feed her cancer medication that made her feel like she had cancer. Mm -hmm. Feed her medication that made her feel sick. And I'm sure that the next step was to feed her drugs that would mentally disable her. Because they'd come, you know, hormones kicked in. The girl became a teenager. I'm sure at some point she was like, mom, I want to walk. And not just that, I want a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And mom was like, absolutely not. So that's what led to the end of the story, to the demise of the, the murder of the mother, was the fact that the girl wanted to be free. How do you and Emily work together to create these characters? Did you two know each other before? We didn't, but it was instant. The second I met her, I was like, you're my daughter, let's go. And she is, she's a New York girl, she's now in California, but she's a, theater actress and so we just kind of got together on so mm -hmm. many levels now Emily is a true crime junkie and so she would send me all of these um, websites and all of these apps and things where I could get the true crime story which was dangerous because the more we learned about the real story the more I wanted in our story because there's so much to tell it's a really dark and lurid and it is more dark and lurid uh, the more you learn I just think it's so ironic that here you are, mother of three, right, playing this mother from hell, you know, which is right. what she is. And when we see that turn, when we begin to see some of the things that she's doing, you know, you jump back like this. And yet you have written this book about your own mom, yes, which is just a love letter to what motherhood is, right. but your own mother suffering from. Awesome. My mother has been suffering, and she passed away actually in December. And um, the last I'm thing so she sorry. did, thank you. The last yeah. thing she did, I and mean, she's such a hero in so many ways, was she donated her brain to Alzheimer's research. And oh. she had stipulated that previously that that's what she wanted to happen. And then, you know, when she passed away, her kids made sure we all made sure that happened. But it's just she was such a valiant warrior in every way. But to, uh, to your eye. Mm -hmm. Demure, pearls, lovely lady, you know, soft-spoken, didn't like conflict, but underneath it, just as tenacious as the day is long. And tr you're, right, you're so right. For me, a great example of what being a mother is all about. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was just the most loving, accepting person and sacrificing for us. And in this case, in Love You to Death, I'm playing a mom who is asking the daughter to sacrifice for her. Totally. Which is such a reversal. Did she know you? 
Did she? Mm, no, not at the end. Yeah. No, I would tell her. Mm-hmm. I would tell her who I was, mm. and then you would. I could see her a glimmer of memory that she. Once she said to me, and I love that she said this. I know there's something important about you, but I don't know who you are. And she knew I was important to her in her life, mm-hmm. but she couldn't tell who I was. By the way. I feel like that all the time when I meet people. I know I've worked with you. I know there's something important to you, but I can't tell who you are. Uh, so I think she she lived like that all the time. But I do have an understanding of that panic. I have an understanding of that panic because when I was on in God of Carnage, <laughs> I don't know. Did you you came to see that right? Oh, I, I did definitely. There was one night I forgot my line. It was right in the beginning of the play, mm-hmm. and I forgot my line. And we could not carry on with the play because no one knew the next line or knew how to feed me the next line because the play was an argument. You know how in an argument... It was all arguing, yeah. You never know. Yeah. When you're in an argument and you, then you, you rehash it later, you go, no, 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 I didn't say that then because you hadn't said what you said then and I wouldn't have said what I said until you said what you said. So you're always rehashing an argument, right, about who with the sequence. So we're in the middle of an argument and I can't remember my next line. And James Gandolfini, God bless him, says... Tell him about the flowers, honey. And I said, well, I just did <laughs> tell him about the flowers. And I repeated the line, and Hope mumbles, do you have it, Marsha? Do you know what you're supposed to say? I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, not at all. And at one point, we just had to, they got up and walked off stage. And we had to start the play over again. There's another play going on. Because I couldn't remember, remember my it. line. Because it was so, and yet you won the Tony for that performance. I know. Right. Was this? But I couldn't remember. But I could yeah. I couldn't. And one day, yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, growing up in this world because your dad was military, right? right. So you, you guys just lived everywhere. Yes, we did. Japan, Greece, Germany, Washington, D.C., Texas, Virginia, Maryland, California, uh, Long Beach, San Diego, Carmel. We moved, I mean, I, one every, sometimes every one year, sometimes every two years. I went to three different high schools and I skipped a year of high school. So it was always moving which I personally loved. I come from a family of five, and I have kids, and I'm the only actor. So mm-hmm. I, I, people do want to say, oh, a lot of actors come from military families. Well, one out of five did in my family, and, and I loved the moving around, and I think we all did. It just introduced us to the world, and I think there's almost no better education than experience and travel. It's such a great education. And look at that. You're talking about that memory. That memory yeah. is something you never want to lose because it's a part of what yes. makes you, you know, yes. through all of this. I remember yes. seeing you on screen the first time in Miller's Crossing, Cone Brothers movie, yes. you know, film noir, glamour, um, strangeness, right? all of this things yes. happening. And were you feeling it when that happened? Were you saying, this? I'm doing the right thing, this is for me? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I've loved acting for a long time. When we were stationed in Greece, my dad was the commanding officer of a naval base there. My mother would say, get out and go out and see the world. So we would go to the Parthenon, Mm -hmm. at the foot of which, as you know, is the Herodaticus Theater, the ancient, ancient theater. And we would see plays there. And I literally remember Medea through the arched curves and billowing red, sobbing about her kids, and I, the Greek people all around me crying, and me trying to follow the libretto, as, as it were, on the page, and just feeling like if people can have passion like this, like that's what I related to, that mm-hmm. agony and passion and crying to the gods and joy that was bigger than anything and sadness that was bigger than anything. So that inspired me, and I wanted to do that myself, but I didn't decide to do it until I went back to the University of Texas, and then I started studying, and I realized I knew 
absolutely nothing about acting, and I really had a long journey ahead of me to learn what the craft was. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I've loved it ever since. I just love it. But the doing of it becomes the joy of it, yes. doesn't it? Yes. It's just this major thing for you. Yes. And so when a, a, a pivotal moment comes, like you win an Academy Award for Pollock, and you're Lee Krasner, and you suddenly there people are saying to you, well. It's not just you and the joy you're getting from it. We love what you're doing. Take this award. What does that do to you? I love when people meet me on the street and they say, we love your work, but then they talk about a particular character who meant something to them. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a lot of people talk about Law & Order SVU. Yeah. The character Dana that I played, she gets so much respect from people. So they're seeing something in me in this character that they relate to in themselves. And mm -hmm. it just makes me feel, you know what it does is it makes me feel very connected. The award is fantastic. It makes me feel respected. Mm -hmm validated of course but I feel connected when I speak to people about roles that they loved or why and you know part of the joy is to meeting the people that I play like Camille that I play in Love You to Death is not a nice person mm -hmm. but I'm glad that I met her and I got to investigate what that was to be her or Lee Krasner I had the audacity to think when I played Lee Krasner that I would discover that I myself Marsha K. Harden was a great painter and so you know because you have to study the painting to play the character and mm -hmm. we got to meet a lot of museum people who would take us through curated wonderful exhibits and explain to us and I needed to be explained to why a red dot in the middle of a white paper is actually art mm -hmm. you know I had to be explained that um, and modern art is harder to understand but uh, so I thought, well, I'm going to discover now when I pick up the paintbrush and paints that I'm a great painter. And what occurred was I didn't have a need for a specific color. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're going to paint something, you have to know that you're going to put red and you have to understand why you're using. And I just thought I, I could as easily pick up blue as I could pick up green as I could pick up red. I'm not being spoken to mm -hmm. by oil or watercolor. I'm just not being spoken to. Whereas in acting... It's a dialogue that I, that is easier for me to, I hear it in and, my head. And you are being, yeah. there's something speaking to you yeah. about the character that yeah. you're doing. I mean, you just came off a, a, a series in Code Black where right. you're a doctor right. who knows everything about yes. what that is, you know? Yes. But I wouldn't want you to do brain surgery, <laughs> you know, as great as that would or be. Or any surgery. Yeah. Well, you know what? I want to stop for a minute, and we have questions from social media. Okay. We have a couple for you. So Super. If you're willing to do, look at this. From David uh, M. Your son Hudson is a YouTube vlogger. Has he inspired you to do any YouTubing? Maybe start your own channel? My son Hudson is amazing. Hudson Scheel, and he does, uh, if you don't know, he does makeup. So he vlogs about his makeup, and he's really good at vlogs. Yeah, this says vlogs, like I don't even know. I feel like I'm what so... What a vlog is. I'm, you should have seen them trying to explain meme to me. I still, yeah. I'm like, but I don't get the point of it. What's the point of them? And so I'm, I'm old school. I'm just, I don't think I would ever, just to answer the question, I don't think I would actually start my own channel unless I really had something to say and I really had the time to do it. It takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Hudson says, it's hard for me to do this and be in school, Mom. And I just love that because he's you know, kind of trying to start a business where he's doing makeup and showing makeup on people and he does makeup does he on do me. You, he make did do me. Oh, he did, where did he do this? We were upstate in the barn and he said, Mom, you know, I've got, I've got my, I've, I've done myself, he says, and I need to do you. Or one of the sisters, can I please do you? And I was like, sure, buddy. So we went upstairs in the barn, we set up some rudimentary lighting, and he did a whole makeup look on me. And it's great. I mean, he also loves drag, and he loves that, so he does himself a little more fabulously. Mm -hmm. But he's done me for red carpet before. 
That's good, and his sisters let him let ah, him experiment. He makes them look amazing. Well, look at that then. He's amazing. He's going to be on this show next. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, we're going to have that. <laughs> All right, let's see the next question here. Ben S. says, is there a role that you passed on that you now regret? No, I think um, as soon as you pa- I pass on a role, I forget it. And I enjoy, sometimes I'll pass on something because I think, I don't know what I could bring to that. It's an amazing project. It's an amazing script. But I think I'd rather watch someone else do it than me go do that myself. And usually things I pass on are um, very, very dark uh, that I just don't think I could see myself Yeah, although doing. not in the case of, of, of love, you, love yeah. you to death. Right, I know, right, yeah. I know. No passing on I that know. at all to do anything like that. So I don't know if people come and ask you for advice because we were just talking about uh, Pollock and you winning the Oscar. Right. What would you say to these actors that are now nominated for an Academy Award? We're well, in I, that time and approaching that for the first time. The only one who's approaching it is the young girl, is it Yulitsa from Roma? Yulitsa from so yeah. She was plucked from... She's a teacher. A teacher in a kindergarten somewhere and mm-hmm. pulled from a remote village to be in this role. Her life has changed the most dramatically, and I think to go back to her life is going to be interesting to see how this woman of extraordinary character and grace Mm -hmm. handles that. Um, The other ones I say, just hang on and have fun. It's a great ride right now, and if you, the nomination is the key, the nomination is the key. So just enjoy it. Don't worry about winning. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't, but enjoy the ride. Well, but it is that little gold thing. Where, Where do you keep it? Mine is on my, with all my other kids' trophies, uh-huh. basketball trophies and all other trophies. It's mixed in with those. Yeah, it is. It is. I think that's a perfect way to do it. I like it. it. That's yeah. how I like it. Oh, hang on yeah. and have fun. I like it. Well, this show, you haven't been on this particular show with me before, no. so you don't know it ends in song. No. It does. Marsha Gay. Wait, do you We can sing, sing together. What yes. do we sing? Well, you can sing what's in your head, and if I know it, I'll join in. I don't have a song in my head. Oh, what you, are you always sing? have a song in your head. You grew up, you had three kids who were always singing. The only thing that comes in my head is this old man, he plays one, he plays knick-knack on my thumb with a knick-knack pad. I give your dog a bone, this old man came rolling home. Why I thought of that, I have absolutely it's no genius. idea. It's genius. You turned it into rap. <laughs> I think I love I've never that. heard it like that before. Marcia Gay, thank you so <laughs> much. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much. You're thank the best. You. Always. Thank you. Lovely yeah. to be here.